Go to the book of Luke, chapter number 21. Luke chapter 21, we'll begin reading verse 25. Amen. Reminding you once again that Sunday, Easter Sunday, we'll have a great time with the Lord. Our Sunday school children uh, have a presentation that they'll be doing, and we're going to have a great move of the Holy Ghost. Invite someone uh, to be in service with us, and you get to spend the evening with your family. And we look forward to a great weekend next week. Luke 21, verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things began to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. I want to preach a little while on this subject the spirit of the end time. The spirit of the end time. One more time. Lift your hands to heaven. Let's ask the Lord to open our hearts tonight. Father, we need that touch of your spirit. That anointing, Lord, that breaks every chain. That brings revelation to our mind. Oh, we find everything that would try to distract us. That would try to hinder us. Open our hearts to your word and to your spirit. And draw someone closer to you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Let's clap our hands under the Lord one more time. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. The spirit of the end time. Fear as we know it. As we know what fear is to us. Is not natural to humanity was not a part of God's creation whenever he designed male and female he designed male and female I hope somebody's watching oh the only fear Created by God was the fear of God. That fear was a reverence or an awe regarding the Creator and the creation. We as creation are Adam and Eve as being inferior to their superior. And so they were in awe. When man's disobedience brought forth sin. The peace that existed between God and man was replaced with fear. Science and psychology tell us of a list of phobias or fears. Now, this is a random list. If you have any of these, I'm not picking on you. There's a whole bunch of them. I just picked out some that I thought were 
perhaps amusing. I may not pronounce these words right, but I can tell you what they mean. It's phobias. There is palatophobia, which is the fear of baldness or the fear of bald people. Aerophobia, the fear of drafts. Porphyrophobia, the fear of the color purple. Chaptophobia, the fear of hairy people. Levophobia, the fear of objects on the left side of the body. To go with it, dextrophobia, the fear of objects on the right side of the body. Aurorophobia, the fear of the northern lights. Caliprophobia, the fear of obscure meanings. Thalassophobia, the fear of being seated. We've never had a Pentecostal that had this. The fear of being seated. Stabisbasiphobia, the fear of standing and walking. Odontophobia, the fear of teeth. Graphophobia, the fear of writing in public. And then there's phobophobia, the fear of being afraid. There are so many phobias and fears. And though some of these sound ridiculous, these are actual phobias that people are diagnosed with. Fear that gripped the hearts of humanity. Listen to me. The fear that gripped the hearts of humanity in the Garden of Eden went beyond a phobia. But it was actually a spirit of fear that captivated the very nature of humanity. Fear, yes, it can be an emotion that is brought to the surface by a scare or event. But when man sinned, the spirit of fear stepped onto the scene of the world. And it has been plaguing humanity ever since. Can I tell you tonight that Calvary was not simply the presentation of the sacrificial lamb, but Calvary was the moment in time when God stepped on the scene and said, Enough is enough. Fear you had your grip on my people for too long, but now I've come to eradicate the problem of fear. No longer are they going to be held hostage by the spirit of fear, but I want them to have power and love and a sound This is why the Bible says there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast it out. Oh, love. Christ was the embodiment of perfect love. And when he sacrificed his life uh, for humanity, he literally cast out fear. Amen. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Jesus was perfect love. When you receive the Holy Ghost, 
you experience perfect love. And that love casts out all fear. You know what hell is the Lord we're going to deal with this afternoon in prayer? Hell is going to be the absence of love. Okay? I'm going to mess with your mind just for a minute. And I'm not trying to cause confusion. Just This is a point to ponder. Could it be that God will be present in hell? Does not Scripture say, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there? But, hell is when He withdraws His love and His mercy from humanity. Perfect love casteth out all fear. What is hell? Hell is a place of torment. So if, if love is removed from the equation, then fear, three things that people are afraid of, falling, darkness, and fire. What is hell going to consist of? Falling, darkness, and fire. What casteth out all fear? Love. So when God removes His love from humanity, then the torment that's going to take over is going to be dominated by the presence of fear for all of eternity. Listen to me. God desires people to walk in the love that He has provided on Calvary. And if you're here tonight and you've never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost, there is a peace of God that comes in with that spirit as the love of Christ literally pushes out all the fear from your past and the fear from your sin and the fear from this world. Hey friend, I'm thankful for that Holy Ghost, that perfect love. The end time is going to be marked by what we know as the Antichrist. It's going to rise up in the end time. But let me tell you the spirit that's going to dominate the end time is the same spirit that crept on the scene in the Garden of Eden. The spirit of fear. <coughs> Luke 21, 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and the stars and upon the earth. Now, this is Jesus speaking, okay? So I pay attention to it. Upon the earth, distress of nations. What is going on right now in the world? Distress of nations. And it's not just simple things. It says with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Now that's the physical events that's going to happen. Here's going to be the byproduct of what's happening in the spirit world. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And because they see everything unfolding on the earth, Jesus said, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So what he's saying is in the end time, they're going to start looking around and they're going to see what's unfolding before their very eyes and in their lifetime. 
and they're going to get so overcome by fear that they're going to start worrying what is to come and it's going to just continue to multiply and they're going to be eaten away by the spirit of fear until their hearts literally begin to fail them and that oh, and the stress is at an all time high right now we got more boots than the world's ever had but we got more people searching for answers than when the world's ever had let me tell you an answer friend we win I can't tell you how it's all going to unfold I'm not doing all that, but I, I am getting into common sense, okay? Come on, come on. They said, everybody stay home for two weeks, and that's going to fix the problem. And what did we do? Okay. i got to go sit inside for two weeks. And like robots, we did it. I didn't do it very long because I was going to lose my mind. But by and large, the world did it. And in bigger cities, they did it. Now, if we did that over a pandemic, they were flexing their muscles to show the world how powerful the government could be. How much they could control people. And when it comes to more serious, serious stuff down the road, Somewhere along the line, we got to stand for what is righteous and for what is right instead of being a puppet and a pawn for the government. Listen, in no means, no way, am I making light of a sickness or anything like that, okay? It was real. We know that. But 
The spirit behind it was the spirit of fear that was constantly being pushed. Constantly bombarded people's minds. Wanting people to live in fear. And now you got people that are afraid of everything. They're afraid of everything. I'm not talking about worldly people. I'm talking about church people. Now I told y'all in Sunday school I could say anything I wanted and y'all just going to be so happy to hear me preach tonight. Y'all thought I was playing. But listen, there was a day when bad weather wouldn't stop people from coming to church. We set a record last week for the lowest attendance since I've been pastoring. Because the weatherman said it's going to rain. You know how long it's been bad weather? For the history of humanity. And people came to church when there was no lights. People came to church because the doors were open. Hey friend, I'm not going to let some bad weather stop me from getting the house of God. I'm not going to be dominated by fear. Your fear 
is worse than the actual thing you're afraid of. David said, Cato, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want you to know tonight, it does not matter how bad it gets in your world or how bad it gets in the world. God is with you never step of the way. God is walking with you beside you, before you. God can fix your situation, but only you can fix your fear. Will of God for you to be so weighed down with fear. See, walking in promise, the first step to walking in promise is to get rid of fear. When God was making a covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, before he established the promise, he said, Here is the principle that will govern your promise. Fear not. And so it is when we start walking with God. Our promise is predicated on the principle of not living in fear. Because as long as you live in fear, you cannot walk in promise. You cannot do both at the same time. Abraham said, I can walk in fear. Or I can walk in faith. The Bible said that it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Because he took God at his word. Now watch this. It was a count unto him for righteousness. We, we can't even fathom that. Because Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. The only way we can attain righteousness is the righteousness of him. Who gives it to us. But because one man said, I'm going to walk in faith instead of fear, God says, I'm going to count it to you for righteousness. That was worth a lot more than your reaction. You got to walk. You got to walk in faith. Listen to what one writer said. He said, I'm inwardly fashioned for faith, not for fear. Fear is, my, it is not my native land. Faith is. I am so made. That worry and anxiety are sand in the machinery of life. Faith is the oil. I live better by faith and confidence than by fear, doubt, and anxiety. In anxiety and worry, my being is gasping for breath. These are not my native air. But in faith and confidence, I breathe freely. These are my native air. A John Hopkins University doctor said, we do not know why it is that worriers die sooner than the non-worriers, but that is a fact. But I, who am simple of mind, think I know. We are inwardly constructed in nerve and tissue, brain, cell, and soul for faith and not for fear. God made us that way. To live by worry is to live against reality. Can I tell you that you don't change a thing in this world by living in fear and by living in worry. You can change your surroundings. You can step past and secure and who God is. I'm 
rapidly coming to a close. Fear makes man believe the worst. Faith makes man believe the best. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. Not, not in the world. If you're going to the world to find peace, you'll never find it. That in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If Christ overcame the world and He's living in our hearts, that means I've got everything inside of me to overcome the world just like Christ overcame the world. Years ago, the late Supreme Court Justice Oliver Holmes, very elderly and in the beginning of senality, found himself on a train. As the conductor made his way to the cars calling for the tickets, Justice Holmes could not find his ticket and became terribly upset. He searched his pockets. He fumbled through his wallet, but there was no ticket. So the conductor said, Don't worry, Mr. Holmes. The Pennsylvania Railroad will be happy to trust you, a Supreme Court Justice. And when you reach your destination, you'll find your ticket. And at that time, you can mail it to us. To the which Oliver Holmes replied, Sir, the problem is not where is my ticket, but the problem is where am I going? Can I tell you tonight my objective is simple. I'm here to remind you of not where you're at, but where you are going. Because the enemy in the world wants to cloud your mind. He wants to distract you. He wants to deter you. He wants to detain you. But there is a power that is set before us and I've got all the prize tonight stand with me right now clap your hands unto the Lord this is what Jesus said when you see all of this stuff happening in the world and it's happening Son of man, until all this stuff starts going crazy. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. Now listen, I've got an imagination second to none. I'm telling you, I can think of the craziest things. I see it in my mind just as real as if I was living it out. And I've often wondered. How in the world will every person be able to see the Lord coming? How will that You think about it. Can you look right now and see what's happening in Israel? You can't. You're not over there. You can't see what's happening. It didn't say every eye is going to see Him in the physical. Because remember, God's a spirit. You can't see the spirit. When He's coming back, He's coming as a glorified body 
one body, one being. But we are set up now through the power of the internet that everybody can see what's happening around the world. Like that. Like that. Don't you think technology, all of this is by accident. Everything sets the stage to play a piece. It's a piece of the puzzle. He says, and when these things begin to come to pass, don't be afraid. He said, look up. Lift your heads. He's talking about a, an inward posture. Set your heart on your redemption. It's coming nigh. I can't tell you how it's all going to happen. I would love to think that war would never come to our native soil, but you know it could happen. We're probably closer to that possibility than we've ever been with nuclear weapons. And I do know that one third of the population of the earth has to die. That didn't say of the world, of the people not living for God. It said the earth. That means people living for God are going to die. There's things that are unavoidable. But in all of this, this is what Paul said, to live is Christ. But to die is gain. You know why he can say that? Because he wasn't living his life by fear. His heart was fixed. Lord, if you choose to leave me, I'll do everything I can to serve you and I'll get people to heaven. But if you take me, you take me on the glory. That's a heart that's not chained up by fear. And I tell you, the reason we're afraid a lot of times is we're more afraid of the unknown because if we saw what waited for us on the other side, we'd say, God, what's the fastest ticket to get out of here? We would want to leave everything behind. Spirit of fear is the spirit of the end time. How do you combat the spirit of fear? Same way Jesus did. Perfect love. Perfect love. People that are always fearful and always negative. You shut their fear down with love and faith. Pointing their eyes off their problems over their promise. I'm going to open these altars tonight. I believe it's the will of God for everybody in this building to come and lift your hands to heaven. I, I want you to say, God, I want you to get rid of the spirit of fear that's plaguing my mind.